mindset. Today in this episode of the Automated Millionaire video slash podcast, we'll be discussing a little bit about mindset. I truly believe that mindset is the key element to any and all success and all high performance. I believe, in fact, it is so important that, in my opinion, it accounts for about 90% of the success. In other words, if you're lagging the mindset, you can only do so much and you won't really get the results. You can do a lot of tactical actions and so on. You can you know, work hard and all that, but without the mindset, you won't, be, you won't keep going when the going gets tough. You won't stay your cool when you need to resolve a challenge that's maybe bigger than you have been used to. And when you're landing in a situation that's really uh, kind of upsetting or very distressful. Hi, I'm Mikhail Pitsner and I help small and medium-sized businesses and I help the business owners and their teams making a better business, which basically means make them more money and doing so with more ease of uh, implementing a system that has proven to work across thousands and thousands of companies and industries all over the United States, all over Canada and even into Europe. Now, mindset is a huge topic. It's a topic that I really like. It's a topic that I study a lot. I read a lot of books on it and so on. And like I said, I personally believe that mindset accounts for up to 90% of all high performance, of all great results, of all abilities to really reach some superior results. I think without the mindset, it's just you're just not going to pull through when you need to pull through. You're not going to dig deep and keep going when the going gets tough. You're not going to be extraordinarily resourceful for too long unless you are managing your mindset and have a mindset that really carries you the way. What is mindset? Well, it's a lot of things and so on, and, and it'll probably become easier as we go along and we talk about more mindset uh, topics and so on in future episodes. On For now, I wanted to talk about one episode that I was reminded of. It is when we are met with an opportunity, an opportunity where we either, you know, we are, we are applying for a job, but it looks like that the job giver may have gone a different route. We were expecting a call and they haven't called us. They were supposed to call us earlier, that delayed. We reached out, kind of nudged them. They came back and said, well, can we do it in three days? And three days comes along and they still didn't call again for that second round and so on. And it looks like they're posting the position again and still all the indication seems that we are not getting that. Or it is a contract that we really want to do. We are bidding for a big job. Could mean a lot of business and could mean a lot of profits. Could it mean a lot of great things happening for our company if we win the order. And everything we're seeing is like it's with this odds are stacked up against us. All indications would appear to say you're not going to get it. And so what I wanted to talk about is, well, what kind of mindset do you have when you're in that situation? You really want that outcome. But all indications would tell you that, yeah, forget it and just find another solution. Find something, maybe go smaller, you know. Um, and I really wanted to touch upon that because what I found is that with the right mindset, you stop or you at least you try to avoid making the uh, mistakes that many of us do. 
I think we're all prone to it because we have emotions and we have, you know, maybe sometimes we're even desperate for this outcome. It's like, I need this job, otherwise I can't pay bills soon. Or I need this contract because otherwise, I mean, this contract could save my business. And if I don't get it, it's going to be really, you know, a, a terrible situation here. And I will have a lot of struggles on my hands because I already have those. But that job would be the solution to almost end all of my troubles here now. Uh, so sometimes we are like really desperate for it. And I think so with a lot of pressures and stresses and so on acting upon us, it's very easy to get super discouraged. And so what I want to uh, 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 touch upon is that in previous episode, we spoke about don't make assumptions. So just because let's say the job situation, you're looking for this job. They were supposed to reach out to you. They didn't. Then you nudged them and say, okay, fine. Um, can we talk in, in three days? And then three days comes along and they didn't call you all day long. And so now you're like, you're like, I, I got to look for something else and so on. And you go online and you see this particular uh, job provider is actually posting the same position that you are trying to get. And they know that you're keen. They know you're qualified and so on. But there may be certain things going on that they may not really be opting for you right now. And like I said, all indications kind of seem to be like, oh, well, they're not interested, especially because now you went online and you see that they're posting for this particular episode or this, sorry, they're posting for this particular job position. And if they already know that you are capable and you're great at it and there would be a good fit, but they are not choosing you, then likely it seems like, you know, they don't want you. Right? They, they want somebody else as something in that equation that they're not satisfied with. And so I want to stress the importance of that you keep a mindset saying, well, it ain't over until the fat lady sings, right? If they have not turned you down specifically and finally, then there still is an opportunity. So in a previous episode, we spoke very much about assumptions, making assumptions. And I want to be very cautious about making assumptions. I want you to be very cautious about making assumptions about anything. Because although all indications may seem to go one route, it doesn't mean that you actually know this to be a fact or to know that they have made a drawn conclusion and reached an outcome. And it is an outcome in this case against you. So it's critically important that you keep having the mindset that says, no, there's still an opportunity and a possibility that it could happen. We just haven't connected. There's still an opportunity and a possibility that you might still be in the race, so to speak. So instead of giving up and become all gloomy and negative and, you know, going downwards a negative spiral, which we all tend to do when we are in a stressful situation and, and we are not getting the outcome that we want, then I want you to keep that mindset that, you know, no, I'm still in the race. There's still an opportunity. Uh, to give you a great illustration of it. And I just spoke about it this morning to one I have there and it was, uh, it was back in the day in my rental car rental days uh, when I was the managing director of the fourth largest car rental company in Denmark. And we had a leasing department that was, you know, leasing out vehicles for corporate businesses. And we were bidding for a, what for us was a large order. So we are, you know, we were a small private health company and so on. 
and we were managing maybe like 60 million worth of uh, assets and we had 200 employees and so on, but that was including all the car rentals. So this particular order, we were bidding for 50 cars, so five zero cars, uh, vehicles of different kinds or a few vans and then most of them were probably corporate vehicles, uh, you know, for salespeople and for personnel for this company. And 50 cars in an order would be very big for our company, right? For a large bank or leasing, you know, a large bank owned, typically in your bank owned uh, leasing company, uh, 50 vehicles is a large order, but not, it's not like a biggest deal. But for us, it would be a big deal. Now, the challenge was for us, and we knew this upfront, that we would be up against at least three other large leasing companies. And all these three large leasing companies were all bank-owned. And to make matters even worse was that they were, made, they were owned by Dutch company, not Danish company. So this was back in Denmark, but one of them was a Dutch-owned company. And what, that, what I mean about making matters worse in that connection is that they were more aggressive. They were very aggressive to make their entrance into Denmark. They already had a great presence, but they really wanted to get this going. Another one had a slightly different concept and really were making moves and were equally aggressive, if not even more aggressive. For us as a privately held company, it meant that we were borrowing money, borrowing funds in the bank system. So we're paying a bank rate plus their, you know, their, their extra margins and so on. So our money compared to these other bank-owned companies were at a much higher rate. And so you can imagine that when, when you know, you're bidding for everything that's finance, so it's all financial. It really depends very much about, well, what's your operational cost? So, you know, the cost of managing a dollar and so on. But certainly for the most part of it, the, the brunt of it is like, what's the cost of money? So our cost was definitely against us. We definitely had a higher cost of money. We definitely had uh, more constraint when it came to, you know, gathering big funds and being part of a race when we are up against banks who have the money at a cyber rate, maybe a cyber plus a tiny bit or, or maybe, maybe actually at cyber rate. Or maybe even had so many funds that they need to distribute them at a small margin, which is better than having them sit in the bank where the inflation rate eats up some of the money. So odds were against it. And we went out, we, we really calculated as much as we could, but we, we came to a price on, on these vehicles and it's like, we, there's no way we can go lower. This is it. This is what it is. Uh, we presented our service and so on and so on. This um, client, this potential client who is interested, they really loved the service and they kind of liked us. Uh, now, I wasn't negotiating this. This was my leasing manager who is a brilliant sales guy and I had uh, utmost respect for him. We had a great teamwork with, with this, but we worked very hard on the, what the contract would look like, what the offer would look like and so on. And he presented it. and. He came back a little down and out uh, in the, that same afternoon as he was presenting this, uh, this uh, offer for the client or the potential client. And he said, well, they turned us down. We were just simply, they really loved us. They loved the concept. They felt that, you know, we would have been a great partner and so on. But the price was just too high compared to these other three operators. And one of them in particular was super inexpensive. And that's the one they were going with. And... 
at the end of the day, it was very comparable. You know, it's this vehicle and this vehicle, same vehicle, this price and then another price, right? So very comparable service, very comparable everything. And so he was very um, discouraged, very disappointed. Um, I think both of us, we had a sentiment that, you know, if we win it, it would be, I mean, it would be unreal because, like I said, the odds were so much against us that it, it, it didn't seem likely that we would be chosen. And so in a sense, although we were very discouraged, it, it was also like, yeah, it was probably to be expected. Now, at the end of the day, it was like, you know what? I, I, I was like, I was kind of a little annoyed about this, right? Because it's like, there's nothing I can do about the cost of money because, you know, we're doing it as best we can. But at the end of the day, we have to, we have to make a margin on the money that we are, we are borrowing, right? And we have to make a margin on our services and everything that's involved in it and so on. So there has to be money in it for us. Otherwise, it's just we're exchanging money or we're losing money even worse, right? And, um, but at the end of the day, it's like, you know what? We really wanted this client, right? And so it just so happened that in our rental uh, part of the company, so there was the day-to-day -day rentals or, or, or week-to-week rentals and so on, we had actually gotten these little promotional items. So this was like a little cardboard van uh, and inside of the cardboard van, it, the van would have like little uh, logos, our logos on for the car rental and so on. And it was, it, it was vans because we were trying to promote our van rental at that point in time. So we had just gotten all these cardboard vans with our logo and so on and the jelly beans inside. And so I said to him, listen, let's do something extraordinary. Let's, let's do something crazy. Just, I mean, at least let's try it. And so I said, you know what, why don't we get a big cardboard, uh, like a white solid cardboard, and then we write on it, we'll never give up. We'll, we'll take 50 of those vehicles, or so, those cardboard vans, because we're bidding for 50 cars, right? So we would take 50 of those, and we glued them onto this cardboard. So there was like a nicer, you know, square of 50 vehicles representing the 50 vehicles that we were bidding for and then the headline will never give up and i can't remember if there was more attached to that but there was pretty much the essence of it the gist of it and i said okay you take this and then you go out there and you give it to them present them smile at them and kind of like you know wink at them you know whatever it takes and tell them that look we are just we're really upset that we didn't get the order we're so happy and thankful that we were invited to bid for it We'll never give up anything we can do for you. We are here for you and we love to serve you. And so guess what? I mean, here's, here's the fact. Every odds were stacked against us. They had already turned us down. They would already said yes to the other vendor that signed the contract. And so once he had presented this, they were laughing, they were smiling, they were thinking, you know what, this is so, you know, they never tried anything like that before. Uh, in a lot of senses, a lot of these dealing and negotiation for vehicles and finance and leasing, they're kind of stiff and kind of corporately kind of boring <laughs> to some extent. And it's very cutthroat, down and gritty, just, you know, price is a price and the, big, the lowest price wins, right? But they loved it so much and they really thought, you know, they gave us so much kudos for this attempt and so on. And they say, look, 
this order that you're bidding for has gone. You know, we signed it off, it's already gone, it's off the table and so on. But we like this so much that we are going to give you some small contracts. And it won't be 50, it won't be as big as the other contract, it won't be a single, a big contract and so on, but we'll give you something. And so at the end of the, the, the day and so on, we ended up, I believe we got all of a 23 or 25 vehicle contracted with this client. And it was all because that we took that, the, the, we took the no and said, let's just try one more time. Let's not assume, let's not just say, okay, that's the end of it. Let's, let's not just give up. Let's do something maybe extraordinary, maybe something just out of the ordinary, maybe something that's just going to, you know, wake somebody up a little bit and see it from a different angle. And we won, right? I mean, for us, it was a great win to win 23 vehicles or 25 or however many it was. We didn't get the 50. That would have been awesome. But I am so thrilled even today when I recount this idea of uh, this story here. We were ecstatic. I mean, I'm not sure we got champagne or anything, but, but we should have, right? And so at the end of the day, what I want to stress is, first of all, don't make assumptions just because, you know, you haven't gotten the first initial feedback that says, yes, we are going with you or you're going to get this job or you're going to get this contract or whatever it is that you're trying to gain. And also, I want you to have the mindset, okay, well, there's more wins, ways to skin a cat. And so if I can keep my cool and keep my focus on what is the goal I want, maybe that's a way I can get there. Or maybe at least I can use this as a stepping stone to get me closer to the goal. I hope this serves you very well. I know for a fact that, you know, mindset is so key to everything. We'll probably do a lot more uh, episodes on mindset and when I have specific stories on and so on. But I believe truly the mindset is, is absolutely key. Um, you can have great success just with a mediocre mindset and so on. But what I definitely believe is that it's, it's almost like happenstance, luck or timing or something. And it's probably not lasting because I have rarely met anybody where it's just it's just so easy. I'll just do all these tactical and I just get everything right. I believe also that's why, you know, we should have mentors. I mean, I have a ton of mentors myself. I read books all the time. I go to seminars. I invest in mastermind groups. I invest in people and experts that can help me with certain areas of my business and so on. And I study some of the old greats, you know, who we're speaking about. Uh, I butchered the name for sure and I'm <laughs> to do it probably again. Epictetus, I think is his name was, but it's like, you know, some of the good old people from back in the Roman Empire days who can teach us something about life and thought process and philosophy and mindset and so on. I hope this served you very well. I love to hear your stories about something that you overcame, something that was like, you know, all odds were against you and you did something that was a little bit different and you got your result. If you would, I would love to receive that uh, share with, uh, with me. Um, and you can email me directly at 
mp at theautomatedmillionaire.com. So mp at theautomatedmillionaire.com. Meanwhile, I hope that you might like the hit the like button. I hope you might subscribe to this channel wherever you are seeing or listening in. And I hope that maybe you'll share with somebody who might want to have a little tap on the shoulder about how to think about things, even when things look really gloom. This was Mikael Pitzner. I'm signing off and I hope to see you in tomorrow's episode.